Hello, and welcome to the AK-47 podcast. My name is Kristen Godsey, and on this podcast, we discuss 47 works of the Russian revolutionary Alexandra Kollontai. I am going to read something really fascinating today. We are at a moment, I think, in history where we need all sorts of new kinds of strategies for fighting patriarchy and patriarchal violence. And it was recently brought to my attention that a group of workers in Milan recovered a a factory and they have started producing a Kollontai vodka. It is la vodka anti-sexista Kollontai, the anti-sexist Kollontai vodka. So uh, in this bonus episode, I am going to read you a kind of rough edited Google translation of an article that I found in Italian about this incredible worker's effort to sell Kollontai vodka in order to promote uh, their goal of supporting feminist and LGBTIQ movements and causes. And uh, I think this is just a really wonderful story. It also goes to show how relevant Kollontai still is in the world today. But before I dive into this article, I want to remind you all once again that my forthcoming book, Everyday Utopia, What 2,000 Years of Wild Experiments Can Teach Us About the Good Life, is going to be out very soon in just a couple of weeks with Simon & Schuster. May 16th is the official pub date. I'm really super excited that the magazine Science is going to be doing a new podcast series on sex and gender, and my book is one of the six books that will be featured and discussed by Professor Emerita and Fausto Sterling on the podcast, so stay tuned for news about that. If you are in North America, there is also a special promotion going on on the Barnes & Noble website. If you're interested in pre-ordering the book, there is a 25% discount on all books that you can pre-order. I will post a link in the show notes. I believe this promotion is only good for April 26th, April 27th, and April 28th. So if you're listening to this podcast on one of those days, please consider pre-ordering the book there. Uh, You'll get a a good discount. 25% is not bad. Anyway, lots of things have been going on. I've been very busy, but thank goodness my semester is almost over. Tomorrow is the last day of classes, and I'm hoping I will have some time to catch up with reading and catch up with writing and catch up with the podcast to try to really dive into one of the pieces that I've been wanting to read for a long time, which is Alexandra Kollontai's The Workers' Opposition. I just taught it in my anarchism class, and I have a lot of notes and thoughts on the text. And so I'm really hoping that at some point when things are a little bit calmer, that I'll have some time to really dig into that text. But today, I think this is just such a great story about this 
Italian factory. And so this anti-sexist Colentai vodka was apparently born between these workers who recovered, recuperated the Rima Flow factory in Trezano sul Naviglio in Milan. I'm probably terribly um, mispronouncing the Italian here, but I'm doing my best. And a thing called the Kollontai Committee. So this is a little article that I found from 2019, which I think is really interesting. I'm just going to read it and, and then comment on it. And and just, you know, if you're interested in buying Kollontai vodka and you happen to be in Italy, you happen to be, La- in, be in Milan this summer, uh, definitely stop by this factory. The bottle is very cool. And I think the cause is is really great. A Fiori Mercato self-production to emphasize the exploitation of the violence suffered by women and at the same time to bring out the forms of self-determination implemented by them. This is the uh, subtitle of the article. So here's the article itself. Alcohol is often used to justify violence against women or to blame them for what they have suffered. We are witnessing highly sexist and derogatory media and judicial events aimed at undermining the credibility of victims of violence, making themselves bearers of a completely overturned truth that responds to the logic of, quote, she asked for it, unquote. The aim is to spread understanding of the culture of gender stereotypes that are at the basis of patriarchy and the way that they inform this violence. Violence is not the responsibility of those who drink alcohol, but of those who commit it. We, in fact, affirm that violence is done by men. And in the face of a continuous redefinition of women's freedoms and LGBTIQ subjects, we affirm the right and the desire to decide how to dispose of our bodies in all circumstances, continuing to claim and build spaces of autonomy. Precisely for this reason, the proceeds from the sale of the vodka will finance a mutual aid project that takes the form of a safe and comfortable space for women and LGBTIQ subjects, a literary cafe within the Bread and Roses mutual aid space in body. A self-managed project of social and work inclusion that responds to the needs to start paths of economic autonomy, breaking the patterns of the economic and labor market through the creation of a decently paid job based on the principles of self-organization, shared management, and sisterhood. We want to build an open space available to those who experience a condition of fragility, people who face a path of escape from violence and who are expelled from the job market or are unable to access it due to gender discrimination. The goal is to allow those who are part of it to escape the blackmail of precariousness and the obligation to accept any working and salary conditions. The Literary Cafe at Bread and Roses in the town of Bari, aims to be a place in which to put people's needs and desires at the center. The reappropriation of lifetimes to mend ties of solidarity and build networks of mutual aid between women and all oppressed subjectivities as a response to individualism and exploitation. 
We want this space to become a tool for developing another way of conceiving and experiencing relationships, to overturn social relationships and the culture underlying gender-based violence, sexism, homophobia, and racism. Kolontai Vodka will finance the purchase of equipment, the bar counter, coffee machine, coffee grinder, refrigerator, beer tap, the materials necessary for setting up the literary cafe and the training of committed workers. For this project, we will recover abandoned or secondhand furniture that will be restored by Daze Bauer, Furniture and Fish Out of Water, a laboratory born by the artist and craftswoman Claudia Giordano, who gives new life to used furniture according to the culture of recycling, sustainability, and ecology. Within it, initiatives will be implemented that address the issue of gender-based violence and its various and multiple facets, focusing on experiences that in the face of all this try to elaborate concrete and collective responses. Workshops on labor rights and trade union self-defense together with the trade union association Fiori Mercato, self-management on the move, and the Sportello Fiori Mercato, Infopoint Without Borders, born in body at Villa Roth, self-managed house, reading and craft workshops for children and adolescents with the APS Libro Lab of the educator Valentina Calvani for respect for differences against gender stereotypes and bullying. It will be a zero exploitation literary cafe to give our contribution to the construction of critical and open-minded thinking on nutrition and production chains. We will prepare and distribute products deriving from agroecological supply chains, largely from Fiori Mercato Self-Management in Movement, a national network made up of realities which, through mutual aid practices and a solidarity economy, try to build new economic institutions in break with the market. We are convinced that choices related to purchases and food have direct consequences on social, working, environmental, and health conditions. So then the article goes on to discuss what is the Bread and Roses Mutual Aid Space, which was born on the 24th of March in 2016 in Bari. It looks like it was basically a squat of a building that had been abandoned for decades that was then returned to the community by a bunch of Italian autonomists, and they have created a kind of flourishing community center there where people learn about mutual aid and solidarity. They host assemblies and do various, you know, cinema showings and book trades and solidarity lunches and dinners and workshops and things that are meant to be serving the community. It looks as if after a long dispute with their local administrators in 2018, they were given some kind of official status in Bari. So the squad was basically successful. And the name Bread and Roses obviously recalls the 1912 strike of female workers uh, many of whom were immigrants um, at the textile industry in in Lawrence, Massachusetts, uh, who fought. Uh, and under this wonderful slogan, they want bread and roses too. Then the article talks about RimaFlow, which was a company that was making automotive parts 
and basically crashed due to financial speculation. Eventually, the workers, you know, kind of took over this factory and it was a kind of worker self-management sort of project. So a kind of very anarchistic, autonomous project to put workers in charge of a factory that had fallen on hard times due primarily to, it looks like, financial speculation. So they have taken this uh, factory and they are trying to make various foods and alcohols. And one of the projects, obviously, is the Kalantai vodka, which I just find so absolutely wonderful. The very last part of the article is a very brief biography of who Kalantai was uh, from the Italian uh, autonomous point of view. Alexandra Kolontai, 1872 to 1952, was the first minister in history as People's Commissar of Social, Wel uh, Social Welfare, Social Affairs, and the Bolshevik government, born from the 1917 revolution in Russia. A combative, nonconformist, and revolutionary feminist woman of the first degree, under whose direction the Russian patriarchal legislation on divorce, parental authority, recognition of de facto unions and children born in them, legalization of abortion, decriminalization of homosexuality, access to education, legal autonomy, and universal suffrage were realized. At the head of the communist women's organization, Genotel, together with other revolutionary feminists such as Inessa Armand, she undertook the immense task of literacy and liberation of women from the onerous work of reproduction within families, creating a vast network of collective services within popular neighborhoods, collective laundries and kitchens, childcare and after-school services, and more. At the same time, going beyond the socialist feminist tradition, which was primarily interested in the conditions of material exploitation, as well as the lack of formal rights, Kalantai also questioned the conditions of self-limiting psychological subordination inherent in the, quote, bourgeois couple, nuclear and monogamous family, where love is confused with possession. Viewed with suspicion by authoritative Bolshevik comrades as a defender of free love, which she also practiced in her personal life, based on respect, companionship, and freedom, and in disagreement with Lenin, also on the question of internal party democracy, she was abandoned from his direction soon. And then it goes on to talk a little bit about one of her other comrades, but it's basically just a kind of thumbnail sketch of her. There is a wonderful picture on this bottle of vodka. It's called Kolontai, you know, vodka anti-sexista, which means anti-sexist vodka, uh, there are a couple of great little ads that you can find on the internet. If you are interested in purchasing this, apparently you can buy it online at RimaFlow, and I will throw a link in the show notes. But I do think that this is just a wonderful example of a contemporary project to sell a product. Obviously, Kolontai is Russian, so it makes sense that the product associated her would be vodka in Italy and I and and the fact that it's being used to fund this wonderful autonomous space and to fund movements 
against uh, gender-based violence and other forms of, of sexism and homophobia and racism and discrimination. So this is just a, you know, a wonderful legacy, I think, of Alexandra Kolontai. She would probably be very proud to be associated with these wonderful Italian feminists and activists working in, in Bari and, and in Milan. So a big shout out to my Italian comrades. As always, thank you all so much for listening and keep up the good fight. Thank you.